passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I am your host, Will McFadden. Joining me, as always, after a Falcons game is former Falcons fullback, Ovi Mihaly. Ovi, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. I did it better that time around, didn't I? I messed up the first intro. That was a second take at it. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, we we, we learn, we learn, and we grow. Um, it It was a good game. Falcons won. I don't know if we learned anything about the Falcons after this victory, but I would file this under the we'll take it category. Always take a win like this. It's better than the alternative. I'm curious, what was your perspective, Ovi, kind of watching the game today? Well, I mean, like the rest of the uh, sane world, we were some of us were hoping that Arthur Blank would see that, yo, this Marcus Mariota uh, guy throwing balls when he's on the ground and across his body is is not the guy. And some of us were kind of wishing that he showed Arthur Smith that we could show him that, hey, we told you not the guy. You being stubborn is going to you know get us hurt. And we we kind of got some of that. And Marcus kind of did better, but better than trash ain't you know much to compare to because the last game was trash. He played terrible. He admitted it. He did. So – he wasn't fully trashed this game, made some mistakes, threw some balls that could have been intercepted. He could have made it one of those here-we-go-again games. We, we got lucky, really. I feel like every game – I used to not be on the, hey, let's go Ritter so hard, but now it's like hard to not see it because you look at Marcus, you know you know what you got. You know he's not going to be you know, uh, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or, or – any one of these guys, but still, you're just like, all right, we're losing to almost losing games every single week because of Marcus. And I know one guy's gonna lose a game, but sometimes one guy does if he's your quarterback. So, so watching this game, I was laser focused on how's Marcus doing, what we Ritter have done, how's Marcus doing, and uh, it's it's still at a point where I'd love to sneak into practice and see what Desmond Ritter's doing. I'd love to get into the <laughs> mind of Arthur Smith and then realize like what. He's I guess I kind of get what his uh his his hang up is that he's just, I guess, afraid to change or afraid that the ramp up here for Desmond is going to be too much when he knows uh, what he has. I guess the devil, you know, is better than the devil you don't. And he knows this devil in Marcus and, and is kind of figured out how to almost play around it. So that was a, a long version of what my thoughts were. Uh, I, I really <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we got the one the win, but um, I, I'm still wondering if there is ever anything that could happen to make 
Arthur Smith say, you know what, Ritter, get in there. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for hoops betting and all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether we're talking NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's that easy. Just make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Well, I think, and I'm not, I'm not sure if you saw this article for me in Rappaport, uh, but, but heading to the stadium today, I got a you know notification from him that was. Uh, he didn't send me a notification. I, I phrased yeah, I mean, that. He could have if you wanted to. The, your friends the, like that. The 13 people that still work with Elon Musk at Twitter uh, yes. sent out this notification to everybody who follows Ian Rappaport and has alerts uh, on their phone, but. Basically, I think it was the clearest answer yet of what the Falcons' mindset is with the quarterback situation, which is as long as the Falcons are in the playoff hunt, Marcus Mariota is going to be the guy. And, and basically, I think it's that black and white for yeah. this team. And, and I think part of it, and you can speak to this a little bit more clearly, but it's more, it seems, about the message that it would send to the locker room. And like it or not, the Falcons have won five games with Marcus Mariota. They have overachieved and very much so he has played a part of it and and yes they're in very close games seemingly every week but you know what we kind of wanted coming into the season was for them to play close games against the better teams on their schedule that's true that was improvement and they're doing it and we shouldn't necessarily fault them for that even if they're probably not going to like luck into one of these outbursts where it's like holy crap the Falcons just put 38 points up against the Minnesota Vikings you know like I don't think yeah. they're gonna be capable of doing that but Marcus no. Mariota is keeping them in games and winning them games and like it or not I think as long as the Falcons remain alive and as long as their objective is let's make something of this season he's going to be in there at quarterback that was well said and uh you know the one thing that you brought up that I didn't think about and I saw an article a while back. It's it's about the message it does send and about the culture of the new Falcons with Arthur Smith and, and yep. how important loyalty is sometimes to a fault. And the message, and you asked me about my perspective, you're absolutely right. If he does to Marcus what he did to him before Tennessee and benches him, even if Ritter plays horribly, it's hard to go back to Marcus and have the same sort of relationship that yeah. you would have if you stuck with them through the rough times. And because we are not, I mean, yes, we were in a playoff hunt, but because this is a, I think one of the first real years where everyone has their feet underneath them, Dean Pease mm-hmm. and Arthur Smith and everybody showing uh, what we can do with our limited talent, but still what we can do. I think he's establishing, putting those building blocks and building that foundation. Part of the foundation is that, Hey, you work hard. 
you show out for me. You do what you're supposed to do in practice because from all accounts, Marcus is one of the greatest practice players ever because uh, he has to be because <laughs> talent, you know, ain't, ain't his strong point. So you got to have the intangibles and supposedly he's done well with that. But if you do the right things, I'm going to do right by you. And that is not what all coaches do. And knowing that that's how he operates, it means something for the players there. It means something for the players who could come there for free agents. It means something for the staff as far as uh, accountability, responsibility, but again, loyalty and trust. Uh, he, he does an amazing job because other coaches don't do this well of a job at not hanging players to dry, not putting players yeah. out there, not saying, uh, I don't know what the quarterback was doing or I don't know what the OC was doing. I wouldn't have called that play. That's not his his MO. You know, we, we don't like that he's not as uh, demonstrative as, as Dan Quinn or some of our other head coaches, but I, I think that He's making a statement with that. And he doesn't give a fly and flip what you or I or the fans think. And as that, much as that yes. irritates me, as no, much as I want to thing. show him, like, hey, man, I'm right. Me sitting here in my basement <laughs> talking about this football. You should listen to me and Will, of course, but, but really me. I think it's time to change Ritter. You should do it. And he's like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not even like aware that we exist. He's like, I, I, I don't I, I, I don't care. Are you part of yeah. the team? No, it, okay, I don't it's care. It's my favorite thing about him, though. And, and yeah. like, by and large, I do think the coaching staff, and to your point, like, they've grown, they've developed. I think that, especially in the lead-up to this game, a lot of questions about, uh, you a know, from Bears people, from Bears people about why do the Falcons have so many former Bears on their team and, and bringing in Ryan Pace, like, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I thought it was a great game from Lorenzo Carter, uh, Amir Abdullah, Obviously, Cordero Patterson, yeah. three former Bears, but the familiarity with the coaching staff, the salary cap being as minimal as it was. These guys, frankly, were bargains, but they're overperforming. And I think oh, it's yeah. a lot of credit to the coaching staff, like it or not. At least Arthur Smith has a vision like, yeah. like that is more as to your point, like that's more than a lot of coaches in the NFL. And when you look and you see like, what the heck is Josh McDaniels doing in Las Vegas? Or man, Mike McDaniel in Miami has things roll like coaches either kind of know what they want or they don't. Yeah. And you really can kind of find out. I think, again, the fact that the Falcons are five and six and they've Insane. been in mostly every game yes. is a testament to the coaching staff. But it is also a testament to Cordero Patterson just freaking went like Super Saiyan on his kickoff return and I don't think there was a chance in hell that anybody in that building, all 56,000 announced people, 30,000 of which were Bears fans, I don't think any of them could have stopped Cordero Patterson on that return. How how cool was it to see him kind of redeem himself after that fumble? Because I know you were hurting for him after the fumble yeah. oh, for him to do that on the kick return. It's the worst. I've described a couple of times with the fans who I'm sure listen to every single podcast. I've described all, all of them. my... my, my uh, fumble woes and just the just <laughs> horrible feeling, just a gut wrenching feeling of seeing that ball. Everything stops like the Matrix, slow motion. You're looking around, you locate the ball, you see everybody closing in. You just can't get there fast enough to be yeah. able to recover the ball. I, I felt for him because you feel like if we lose, it's on me. It's my fault. And it, yep. it kind of is. Uh, turnovers are huge. They, they change a the game like that, and, and his could have. Uh, but he erased it immediately with that play. And so being a special teams guy as a fullback, uh, 
you know, started out third string fullback. I had to be an ace. And we go over this in practice and we go over on the field, like the blocking and the angles and like the attitude and, and just all we're going to do to make sure our returner has a chance to go and do what Cordero did. But when it actually happens, it's rare when it happens. But when it actually right, happens, yeah. there's no better feeling. And knowing that you got a, a gosh, just a rocket back there that has the ability to do what he did at any time, it makes you want to fight your butt off to hold your man, hold your block, knock your guy out, keep him down, because he can do that anytime. So it was great for him, but it was great for the whole special teams unit. And if you watch the game, I feel like that gave a spark to the whole uh, offense and defense. Yes. Everyone saw what special teams is doing. It's like, yo, they're pulling their weight. Let's pull ours. 100%. And critically, like that that came after a, a fumble, and it came at a point where the defense had been on the field a lot early in that yeah. game. And so, yeah, does it put the defense right back out there? Yep. Maybe it's not the biggest benefit in the world for the defense, so my point's kind of moot there. <laughs> but... Yes, I think that it they're did energized, provide a though. huge They're, they're a huge tired. Spark. Exactly. Yeah, they right. come out it, there with a different attitude. And and I do, and I, you know, was in the locker room there. We talked to Cordero Patterson. I think I'm going to throw on uh, the audio of his interview and uh, Michael Walker's interview just on the tail end of this podcast. So, mm-hmm. you know, feel free to keep listening to that if you're listening to this and you'll hear from them directly. But it, did, it definitely provided a spark for this team. It kind of... Cordero Patterson said, hey, I like I'm going to amend for this fumble that I just had. And my guys kind of need me to step up there. But I think that up until that point, like the defense and by and large, I think the defense was kind of the story of this game, in my opinion, because they did a lot to really keep the Falcons in it long enough for Cordero Patterson to kind of get them back into the game. How do you feel about uh, a defense that had four sacks against Justin Fields held him under a hundred yards rushing. He had had like 350 yards or something in the yeah. last two games combined. Like yep. this was a great, great showing. I think by Atlanta's defense, even though they allowed 24 points. Yeah. And not just four sacks, I believe nine tackles for loss. Like they were yeah. in the yeah. backfield and they were stopping one of the most explosive guys in the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, it was 300 plus yards on the ground. It, it just didn't seem like our offense, especially with how we've been performing the last couple of games, mm-hmm. we're going to be able to contain Justin Fields. And uh, it, we spoke a little bit before we got on. Like Justin Fields is the guy that we could have ended up with. There's a lot of talk about Justin Fields. We don't know what was going on in the war room, but a lot of people wanted him over Kyle Pitts. Some were like, yep. you know, forget that. You know, we we got <laughs> we had Matt Ryan at the time, I believe, and we didn't quite know what the future held but hey have just a field sit down and no we have so much money in matt ryan let's not get fields but i i, I like justin i want him to yeah. uh, succeed not, not against us and it's been great <laughs> watching his uh you know his growth but um it, it's kind of interesting that even with all the greatness that comes with justin fields we held him down like we, mm-hmm. we, we were able to, to to hold him back with with our defense and with our low uh you know revenue for for talent and we are grady jarrett's and you know uh Epicades, uh doing a lot uh better than we thought he would which is great yep. but we're not just heavy with talent like some of these other teams but we were still able to stop the guy that we could have picked it so i think it's it's a win in a lot of the the, the minds of, of falcons fans who are like ah oh, man i wish we had justin fields but wait we just beat justin fields okay well <laughs> i guess if we can do that with 
our, our quarterback, just imagine what we can do when we get somebody in there who, who's tailor-made for the position. So it, it's got to be a, a net positive for, for Falcons fans and uh, just uh, really paddling back to the defense and Dean Pease because he had guys blitzing and rushing and pulling out and all the movement, and it was throwing off the young quarterback and had him to where he, he was not comfortable in his shoes. Absolutely. And, and I think that to your point, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a budget defense, not a lot of household names uh, on this group, but I, I think it's a smart defense. And yeah. in talking to guys like Rashawn Evans is one of my favorite people to talk to after a game because he's just a, a grown ass man. Like he's just an adult human being. And, and you realize that when you get to talk to people who are just like professionals in every sense of the word, we'll sit there and yeah. say like, yeah, no, here's what we were trying to do. Like, here was our approach. And yeah, this was our mindset. And the key thing about why it's important to have like these smart, mature players mm-hmm. in position like this. I have to imagine that as a defensive player today was just boring as hell. And you had to be so focused on the details yeah. for the entirety of that game. There could not be a single play where you were not all right, pre-snap motion, how are we adjusting to this? Where do I keep my leverage? Am I rushing the upfield shoulder? Where is he in relation to me? And like all of that stuff that just wears and drains on you playing and play out, they didn't let up once. And one of the key things that I think Arthur Smith brought up uh, in his uh, post-game press conference was if the Bears were going to run Justin Fields like a running back and he carried the ball 18 times, the most on on the team, the most of any player in this game, they were going to be very physical with him and tr- just treat him like a running back. And look, like yeah. running backs wear out over the course yep. of the game. Like you take a lot of punishment. You don't need me telling you that, Ovi. But it was it was pretty effective. I think they they just said, look, like Justin Fields, we're going to let you get yours, but we're going to make you pay. And and I got to bring up Troy Anderson here, Troy Tracker. What's up? That third down play where he just kind of knifed right in and, and tackled Justin Fields, I think, is very symbolic of the day that this defense had kind of overall in in making Justin Fields feel it all throughout yeah. the game. No, they, they did a great job of doing that. And that's something that I think uh, Cam Newton could probably tell you about how <laughs> yeah. that wears on you after a while. I mean, even someone as big as him who would take the hits after your, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. See, he it, must it hate Keanu Neal. Dude, like Keanu Neal absolutely made Cam Newton hurt. He and Deion Jones single handedly like knocked Cam Newton out of the league. Because and and that was the thing that they talked about uh, all the more. Hey, we're going to treat him like a running back. You want to make quarterbacks feel uncomfortable running. You want to make them, you know, like Matt Ryan looking around left to right and ready to slide. You you don't want them feeling like, oh, I'm going to be Michael Vick and I'm going to do all these, you know, spin moves and, you know, stiff arms and I'm going to run through you. No, not everyone can be Josh Allen. Not everyone's going to be able to, you know, make some of these plays and be smart with their body. You're going to be open looking at one guy, guy hits you in your blind side, and that hit's going to keep you from doing your main job, which is being quarterback. So, Great, uh, I think, uh, game plan and a very effective game plan because after a while, quarterbacks remember that, ooh, this is why they want to be running back because this thing hurts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and especially, and I thought the refs actually kind of kept a lot of the flags in the pocket today, which I, I appreciated. It was absolutely not a flag-heavy game, but but that play kind of at the end when Grady landed on Justin Field, like I, I was really worried that 
that something was coming out, and it very he was Tom Brady would have been flagged. It's that simple. Yeah, if he was true. Tom Brady, it would have been flagged because he's a running quarterback. Yep. Because he's a more athletic quarterback, they're like, nah, we'll let it slide. But yeah. if it would have been Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or some other like statuesque quarterback, <laughs> don't touch him, don't touch him. Ooh, he might break. Don't touch him. I wonder what else those uh, those quarterbacks have in common. But uh, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I yeah, I, I think that. The Falcons did a very, very good job kind of going right up to that line of physicality without going over. Uh, yeah. And especially with quarterback who can get down on the turf in a, in a flash, can run yeah. right by you in a flash. can like, That's the it's hardest a, thing. It's a tough issue, yeah. I want to talk about real quick the the injuries to Kyle Pitts, Taquan Graham. In a, in a win, those are clearly two negatives. I, I think they're, based on uh, one report, Jordan Schultz uh, basically reported that sources are saying it's not a, as, as serious an injury for Kyle Pitts, uh, a right knee. He took a hard hit over the middle. Arthur Smith, after the game, said, hey, I'm not going to comment on that. It, it's kind of just what he opened the press conference with. Like, no updates on Taekwon or Kyle. We're going to wait on imaging. 24, 48 hours is the timeline that he gave, I would assume, on Monday. He's not going to say anything either. And then we'll find out on Wednesday. But just purely on my eye test, and this is 100% speculative, so it mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything except I, I was there to see it, so I'm going to tell you what I saw. Taekwon really did not move after he went down on the ground. Mm. The ref very quickly started waving for somebody to come over. Mm. Guys around him just seemed a little bit more flustered, and they obviously carted him off. Yeah, That doesn't seem very good when it's a, no. a knee-related situation, and I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I've Kyle, Kyle took a hit over the middle that was very weird and odd. And it almost at one point looked like, did he hyperextend his knee? Did he get hit in, in the groin region? You know, like sometimes, like sometimes dudes react like that when it's just a straight shot to the balls. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so, so you never know. I, I was like, is it a rib thing? He was able to walk off. He then walked into the tunnel. But again, based on one report on, on Twitter, but Jordan Schultz, like I, you know, I, he's been right before. It seems like maybe things are, are better on the Kyle Pitts end. Do any of those, which which of that are are you more focused on? Because Taquan Graham has been underratedly balling this year in yeah. his second season, but obviously Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you know, Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts. We've been waiting for him to, you know, put the cape on for real uh, and, and really just take off because being the guy we saw last year, we know how just gigantic his role could be if the quarterback gets him the ball and if we you know build more around him can i give you a really hot take though sure i think the falcons are a better offense without kyle pitts in the mix that's a very hot take this this year i would argue that they have looked kind of worse over the last couple of weeks because marcus Mariota is is Trying to get the ball ball to Kyle Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Yeah. Like, I think that they are a more balanced unit without that factor, even though objectively they're a better offense with Kyle Pitts involved. Like, that's not what I'm saying. It's just maybe it's a little bit of a a Ewing theory for those that are familiar with the the Bill Simmons Ewing theory. That's a very hot take. I think it's a a very hot wrong take. I mean, it sounds cute, (laughs) but Kyle Pitts is is like Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez, no, I I don't think we're we're, we're not good with Tony Gonzalez because we have – Try to force him the ball, but yeah, we could force Tony the ball, double coverage, and he'd still get open. Uh, oh, you and don't when, like red zone touchdowns? Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, and, and Kyle's a red zone beast. If you give him a chance to, he can be. So um, I, I know, like 
our defense with one of the worst red zone defenses out there. So we need, you know, one of the best red zone uh, offenses out there. And Kyle Mix is better with that. But uh, I do hope he comes back. I've been uh, my last play in the NFL. I got carted off and people came around me and they're like, Ugh, they seem concerned because they saw my knee go the opposite direction. It was like, uh, MCL yeah, and little ACL piece, a little of everything. I just, my knee was just a hot mess. And, How's uh, it doing, by the way? You, you uh, it still sucks. No, it hasn't yeah. healed. Uh, yeah. For the rest of my life, uh, I have pain in my knee on the inside. The oh, surgery sucks. sucked, and you know, I, I deal with the pain now. It's not like a ten out of ten. It's not horrible pain. It's like just a, a constant, like humming five out of ten. So hmm. it's just you know, just live with pain. Uh, I, I'm in my basement. I was coming out to the basement today, and you know, going down the stairs. I, I drove from. Wake Forest University because uh, we had the 20 year anniversary of Go my Deeks. 2002 Seattle Bowl win against Oregon and uh, who was it? Ontario Smith, Lodi Nada were on the team. Like no one expected us to win, but we beat their asses because we're we're awesome. We're Wake, uh, <laughs> and we beat we beat Syracuse's game too. So it was fun seeing the young guys and us old guys be on the uh, the field. And we all waved and stuff, and I was doing my pointing and stuff. So. <laughs> I drove back You're from like the, uh, the Miami Forest. Dolphins undefeated team just getting yeah. together every oh, yeah. anniversary. Yeah, we, we, we felt like we were, the, we were the coolest kids in town because uh, we were. So uh, I came back from Wake tonight, uh, uh, this morning, this afternoon, uh, got here, came down the stairs. I'm like, ooh, my legs don't work. Okay, I'm old. I'm 42. My, my knees are not supposed to work fully. So but besides that, I'm, I'm, I'm great, you know, because their guys are much, much worse than me. So just a little knee pain. A little back pain, a little shoulder pain, but you know I'm I'm good. But what what I, I do love is that uh, Falcons football is exciting, win or lose, yeah. it's exciting football. And, and, and I was like, I gotta make time to watch this. I, I gotta. Uh, I think, wife, you drive. So I'm gonna watch it on my little phone while, while we're driving. It is fun watching us be semi relevant. And I know we're yeah. going to Super Bowl, but still. We're beating teams that are, are good teams. We're getting within like one touchdown from good teams. And this wasn't happening last year at all. Last year, we were just pouring it all. So, like, let's get, like, a number one draft pick. Let's do something because this ain't it. But uh, this year, even if everything stopped, we lost every game. Well, I don't want to lose every game, so we'll find a, a negative way to go. But this has been much, much, much better than a lot of us thought. A lot 100%. of us. 100%. I mean, like, last year, yeah, you're beating the Jets by, like, a field goal in London. Ooh. And I, yeah. the Jets are good this year. Ironically, the Dolphins are good this year. Like the, the teams that the Falcons right. were. But you're losing by like 24 to Tampa. And and this year, you're kind of a bad call away from maybe getting a chance to beat Tampa, right? So yeah. there is improvement. And, and that is, I think, my big picture takeaway of the season is, is like individual games we can nitpick. Right. Yeah. And that's because we love the team like we you are hardest about the things that you love and game to game. Yeah, we're going to sit here and be like, why are they doing this? They could be doing this. But like if you pull out, if you get to the macro view, this year has been an overwhelming success for this Atlanta Falcons team. And oh, yeah. I, I think that a lot of what they're doing is transferable and that the future should look bright because very bright. When you go from, hey, our fifth corner is on a one-year, $1 million contract to, all right, our fifth corner is is a three-year, $13 million veteran who has been around the league and in the league for nine years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like if we have to call on him, we trust him a little bit more. 
than an undrafted free agent who's been in the league two years and and we signed. Like, that's kind of what we're talking about here. So I want to end on this, Ovi. Washington is up next. And on the one (sighs) hand, scares the heck out of me to go play in Washington because I that field ruins careers. And yes, like it will turf monster will eat you up there. And Washington, I mean, went over Philly, absolutely crushed uh, their game today. How concerned are you about the Ron Rivera, Taylor Heineke, Washington commanders? I'm very concerned because they give zero Fs. They they just don't, <laughs> they don't care right now. They they literally and I've been on teams like that where it's us against the world. No one expects Jack from us, and so we're going to go and play like a hairs on fire because we have literally nothing to lose. And that is one of the most dangerous teams when you got a quartered animal that is uh, I won't even say cornered. I, I think you know animal just doesn't care. It's, it's house money. They play with house money. Yeah, and. They have shown that uh, every single win makes them more dangerous and gives them more confidence. And they're saying, yo, we, we just took out the Eagles. The Falcons? <laughs> the Falcons. That, that They're supposed to scare us. Uh, no, we're, we're not scared. And in fact, we see an opportunity to to keep on piling up on these uh, these wins. So I, I'm not comfortable uh, with this this team, even though – Begin the year, this was a W, not a W for Washington. It was a W for for a win that we were like, oh, yeah. So you have the season, the commanders, we're beating them. But now we're going to have to bring our best. And we can, though. I, I do feel that yeah. we, we can beat them. They were <laughs> Washington was three of 13 on third down in this in this game against Houston. Oh, yeah. my God. They actually didn't. I'm, I'm kind of like looking at it for the first time. That's the bad thing about, you know, being at the game in, in person. And it's kind of why sometimes I, I like to just sit on my couch and, and watch a lot of the games. Cause you get mm. more of the, like, I have no idea really what happened Damn around you. the leagues. So I'm looking at it for the, for the first time, but their defensive line and they're going to get chase young back for the first time this season. You know, that's what's expected. Hasn't been uh, official yet, but he's been on IR all year long. Mm. They activated uh, his 21 day window, which comes to an end. I believe on Wednesday, he was not activated for this game. But Ron Rivera said, you know, all expectations are that he will be called up before that 21 day window uh, expires. They got five sacks in this game. Josh Allen, Montez Sweat had two each. Uh, Deron Payne had one. Like their defensive line is so freaking good. Uh, But again, Atlanta, you know, does that matter so much? (laughs) Atlanta's played some really good defensive lines. San Francisco, I know they were banged up, but like it didn't really matter. Uh, So it's kind of I wonder if it's a style makes fights type of deal. Uh, and, and yeah. Is this a good matchup? But any final thoughts uh, just before we get out of here, Ravi? Nah, man. Uh, go Falcons. Go Deeks. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. We both, my teams got wins uh, this this weekend. And uh, it, it's it's a fun ride that I don't want to get off anytime soon. So let's see what we do with the commanders. I think we can get this W. And notably, our fantasy team that I don't even think you're aware fully exists I'm uh, terrible we're, fantasy. We're on the playoff path, man. You're, Are we? You're technically great. owner. Yeah, yeah. I am matter. so excited the, as a silent owner of this fantasy team. I, I'm very as a limited proud partner. Of what we've done. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a silent partner, but I'll, yep. I'll take all the credit, none of the blame. There you go. Well, we are we're making a making a march, man. So, um, everybody, please uh, stay tuned. Later in the week, we'll have a preview of the uh, the Washington game. I'm gonna just throw a reminder out. Baby McFadden is due December 27th, so we're, we're getting close. 
Nice. I may not be here for for a playoff run with y'all. Uh, gonna gonna take paternity leave and not Priorities, do a podcast. So we'll we'll figure out what the game plan is. Ovi, we'll we'll talk about it. I'm I'm already in talks with the fine people at Believe to uh, figure out what the game plan is. But for our lovely listeners, just want to keep that on your radar. At some point, I'm ducking out, but you'll be in great hands. Uh, whatever happens. Um, but please follow us on Twitter uh, until that goes under at Ovi Mahaley 34 <laughs> at Will McFadden. Uh, let everybody know where they can find the podcast, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Rate and review, like, subscribe. Today's episode is always presented by Bet Online. Until next time, everybody, take care. Hey, Mike, you mind if I ask you a couple questions? No, no problem. Sorry to interrupt, guys. No, you did. Um, what, how'd you guys... Uh, He's effective against Justin Fields as, uh, as you were today. I uh, coach had a really good game plan. You know, uh, obviously the players got executed, but they had a really good game plan. I mean, they obviously you know, they didn't sleep. You could tell that the work that they put in just based off the, the game plan how it was executed outside. So I gave a lot of credit to our coaches after that. And uh, Arthur kind of alluded to the challenges of when you have a rush plan like the way that you guys do, where you want to contain just as much as, as you want to kind of pressure that it stresses things in coverage as well. Like, what are the challenges from a player's perspective in, like, having to deal with such a dual threat quarterback where it changes how you're going to rush them? I mean, I think it's just a, a number of things. You know, as, a, as an individual, you know, you want to get that set. You want to run the field. So this whole game was about discipline. You know, big thing about detail, discipline. So uh, having those guys not rush up the field, not trying to go around the quarterback trying to get a sack, just basically staying in the rush lanes. I mean, like I said, you see me did out there. Dude's tough. I mean, you know, we had a good plan. We had a good team. Yeah. Third time this season making a play to win the game, essentially, on defense. How how cool is that as a group? I mean, it's just a message. You know, we, it's something that we preach now. Like, it's it's going to be all that. It's something we say uh, every week. You know, we got to end it. So, I mean, we have to go out there again. And we have to go. The, um, the uh, third time that you all got that interception or stop to end it, what did I say about the union? Because y'all have been out with eight play minutes, eight minute drive before that. Ah, I mean, you know, we just don't quit. I mean, it's the same, same thing I said every week. This team doesn't quit. It doesn't matter what the score is. We're never going to quit. We're going to fight to the very end. So, I mean, those guys are able to go out there. I mean, defense came came through. You know, we were in some tough situations early. Brought our, so brought our way in. Offense came back and put us in a position to win. So, we had to go out there and end it. Abdullah said we had to have this one. Did y'all sense that this was a game y'all had to have? Yeah, I mean, we got seven games left, six games left now. We got to win one. So, every week we're not the same talk. We got to win. So, that's, that's, that's the message we got. We got to go, we gotta go on the run. And uh, just again, the field plan, um, how'd that work? I just wanted to get it on the video. Oh, it was good. I mean, like I said, anytime you get a guy like that, you got to try to contain him. He's going to make plays. I mean, we understood that. So our big message coach told us was don't get frustrated. You know, stay patient. He's going he's to make some plays, but he's got to make sure to contain him. Keep and, him on the job. And could you speak to the job y'all did in the second half? You got 73 at half and 12 in the second half. I mean, we came in, it wasn't much to say. And we came in here, we knew what they wanted to do. They wanted to get Justin Fields on the outside. Um, we seen these, you know, he looked like he had some cramps or something going in there. So I mean, at that point, that was crazy. You see things like that, I mean, we like, saw him. Oh he's over there grabbing his legs and stuff like that. Look like he had cramps. So for us, it was trying to get blood and water. And how tough will it be if y'all have to move? Talk about you know can't, can't let a kicker tackle you and you know, most kickers don't want to tackle unless you unless you cool cool he always want to get his his head in there but you know, I just I'm just thankful for the opportunity you know, you know being that record but like I 
like I said, I'm not, I'm not finished. I got a lot of football. Just, just go crazy. Working with ball. Gotta get to the kids. Of course, first and foremost, the kids, of course. So it looked like around like the four, the last defender maybe. I, I was telling some guys on the sideline, I'm like, who is this guy? Because I, I saw he was like 10 yards back, man. He caught up on me. I was like, this, this little, this little freak is fast, man. But I'm glad he didn't get me, man. You know, he, he did a good job trying to get me. But the rest is history, man. There's not even much to even say, man. What was it like when you actually We've been talking about this for like a year and a half now. <laughs> Honestly, man, I was trying to cry, man, but all the guys was running up on me, doing all this and doing all that. I couldn't even, couldn't even enjoy myself, man. So it, it felt good, man. I was trying to share the tear. They wouldn't let me, but it, it, it's good. You get the points on the touchdown, but do you feel like you also gave the team an emotional lift with that play? Honestly, man, the fumble, you know, the, the series before that, that, that was in my head the whole time. You know, and as a football player, you just got to move on to the next play. And I was I was happy when he kicked me the ball because I – I just had to make a spark for my team. That's what I went out there and do. Not yet, man. I bet when I get out there with my family, they're going to be all excited for me and probably crying and stuff. So it'll hit me there. How did that one bust open for you? Those 10 guys out there. Uh -huh. they've, been, they've been blocking all year, man. It's way different from last year, man. These guys are more hungry this year. And you know, we, we seen last week. We, should have had a few, but you know, this week, you know, they, they just been doing what they've been doing all year. Man. Just focus and lock down. Mm -hmm. Special teams. You get the ball. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.